the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. People call you because, you know, you're the face of the firm. You're the name that's on the, the big sign out front or underneath the shingle. But, you know, these clients, they just want help. You know, they just want legal help. They want good representation, but ultimately it doesn't matter which attorney is actually doing the legal services. And that was a huge revelation to me when I figured that out. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Tyson, my friend. I'm glad your internet is working. It was not my internet. I told you that. It was my computer. But I'm pretty excited. We got a pretty awesome guest. I didn't even know. Apparently, there's something that you asked Sean about whether we could talk about. I don't even know what it is. So I'm actually interested to see what it is. You might recall that before you announced to the world that you were working in Columbia and maintaining an office in St. Louis, that you were a little bit concerned about everyone knowing your business and specifically about where you were living. So Sean lives in Cincinnati or in the Cincinnati area, and he has a office in a criminal defense office in Arizona. So I've always thought that was interesting, and I had a chance to talk to him about it at the Maximum Lawyer Conference. And so we are pleased to have Sean Hemp on the show. Sean, thanks for being here, man. Hey, thank you, Jim and Tyson, for having me. Good to be here. So, Sean, just tell everybody about yourself, about your firm. I I see the two clocks in the background. That's kind of funny. So talk a little bit about the basic setup of your firm and and what you all do. Well, yeah, my name's uh, Sean Hamp. I am a criminal defense attorney who practices criminal law in northwest Arizona. I've been practicing for about 18 years. I'm a native of Arizona, and... Basically, I got my first real job up in uh, Kingman, Arizona, Northwest Arizona. Started out as a prosecutor for six years. And then after working at the prosecutor's office, I started my own private firm. And uh, we have a total of five attorneys, four of which are full-time. One includes my wife. And um, that's what I have. That's my practice. But... I actually live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I run my practice remotely. And was that always your plan, Sean, to just sort of grow that way, or how did it all come to pass? So I met my wife 
I met my wife about 10 years ago, and she was an attorney at the public defender's office, and I was a private attorney, and we met in court. And she came to Arizona via Cincinnati. She went to University of Cincinnati, and we eventually got married, started a family, but her family was always back in Cincinnati, and she always had plans of moving back there. So we decided as a family decision that it would be good to raise our kids in Cincinnati where they'd be closer to uh, my wife's family. So it was basically a lifestyle decision that we made to do that. And, you know, I had been flying, I've been visiting Cincinnati for many years and um, we just made that decision. And I told my wife that I felt that when I was financially independent, that I would be comfortable moving to uh, Cincinnati from Arizona. And eventually I started kind of figuring out the logistics of doing that, of running a practice remotely. And there was a lot of steps that I did to make that leap. It, you know, it was kind of like the second leap that I had to make. The first leap was just going out on my own after leaving the county attorney's office. But the second leap was just saying, hey, let's let's do this. Let's see if I can make it work. And so far, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm humbly bragging, but, you know, it's been very successful since I've moved. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of steps. There's a lot of steps that it take to make that happen. You know, some of the things that I had to do was – I had to figure out, you know, I knew the local court system. So I started figuring out, you know, what type of courts that I could appear remotely in. I had to figure out how to, you know, coordinate, you know, the logistics of, you know, computer systems and phone systems. And, you know, also, you know, I do criminal defense. So that requires a lot of court time. And before I did make the move, I had to make sure I had some key hires that hire attorneys that could actually do the day-to-day -day court, even if I wasn't able to do it right away. There was a lot of steps to kind of make that happen and to plan for it to happen. I guess, how did you deal with clients? I mean, how did they take the, the fact that you'd be moving to a new state, a new city, you wouldn't be as accessible as normal? I mean, how did you deal with that transition? You know, that's that was something that would come up with uh, clients, existing clients, and then it came up with with new clients. And basically, you know, I've been doing this for two years now. It'll be two years uh, this July. It was July 4th when I rolled into town into Cincinnati and not quite burned the ships goodbye, but that's when I rolled into town. So this has been going on for two years. And initially what I would do is um, I would come out like every six weeks. I would take a pretty inexpensive flight from Cincinnati, direct flight to Las Vegas, and I would drive to Kingman. And I would do that about every six weeks. So maybe that would be longer than some courts would want to schedule some status hearings for criminal cases. But it, just, but it wasn't too out of the norm, too extreme to have hearings scheduled that, that much apart. But what I would tell clients is like, you know, hey, I'm very interested in your case. I want to work with you. I, ha I know the court system, but I split my time between Arizona and the East Coast. 
and when you know I'll handle your case and I'll be there for those court hearings. That's initially what I did for a couple of years. It's only been this past year where I have really not gone back to Arizona, and I have a staff and attorneys that pretty much handle the criminal caseload full time. So, Sean, how does it work as far as signing up new clients? I would assume that people facing criminal charges are stressed out and want to speak with an attorney. Are you doing consults remotely or are the people in your office in Arizona? So I have always done consults by the phone. I never did consultations in person. And that really worked out. A lot of my clients were from out of state anyway. Uh, the people that were contacting me were folks that basically came in through Kingman, came in through Mojave County. They were from out of town. They they were either stopped on the interstate or they were visiting, you know, some of the tourist uh, locations in Mojave County like Lake Havasu, Grand Canyon West, you know, Lake Mead. You know, I had a lot of clients that were from out of state. So it wasn't like I was doing in-office consultations and people were expecting uh, to meet me. So, and the other thing too I didn't mention earlier was that being in a rural county and knowing the courts, I figured out very quickly which courts, rural courts would let me phone in for my cases. And I, I try to take cases that were, that could be handled by mail-in pleadings or by telephone court appearances. But I've basically, I've really expanded uh, past that. I, I do full service criminal defense. So that's what I do now, basically full time, is that I do the intake. And I basically have a number of, I have about three different answering services, virtual uh, receptionists. And then I have a full-time intake person in Arizona. And basically what we do is we get the leads and then I call them with my phone system, which is linked up with my office. It's a, a voice over internet protocol phone system. It's a professional phone that I have in my office. And I basically take the leads. I text people. When I get new leads, I text people right away. Then I call them. I talk about their situation with them on the phone. And then, you know, I explain to them that, you know, that the attorneys, I'll tell them who, which attorney is going to be handling the case. And I basically have the chance to build them up. I basically have the opportunity to brag about my staff to these potential clients and build them up. It's it's much easier to, to talk about or brag about someone else than about bragging about yourself when you're on the phone with, with a potential client. And then the other thing too that I've kind of learned over the years is that people call you because you know you're the face of the firm, you're the name that's on the the big sign out front or underneath the shingle. But you know, these clients they just want help. You know, they just want legal help. And they want help. They want they want good representation, but ultimately it doesn't matter which attorney is actually doing the legal services. And that was a huge revelation to me when I figured that out. Because of that, I've been able to grow. I've been able to trust it to know that other attorneys in my office can do the legal work and the clients will be happy. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be me all the time uh, holding the client's hand. 
So, Sean, I know that uh, Jimmy and I had a lot of questions for you at the conference, and so I want to try and get to the ones that are probably the ones that are on most people's minds. And the biggest one's probably how do you communicate with your team? Because I know Dan Kennedy has this book that he wrote about managing people, and it's pretty ruthless, but he talks about really essentially when you are away, your employees will take advantage of you. So how do you deal with things like that? How do you communicate with your team? And how do you deal with things like that where you're away, you're not in the same office with them? Well, it's kind of funny. I read that Dan S. Kennedy book. He has a bunch of uh, very colorful books with colorful titles. And I agree with one of the principles that Dan Kennedy talks about is about time management. And he says that, you know, you kind of need your own place away from other people so you can actually get some work done. And honestly, I think that my office almost works better that I'm not there. I think it works better that I'm not there day to day. It's like people can do their job. They're empowered to do their job. They don't have to rely on me for all the answers all the time. And But we do have a number of tools to communicate with each other. You know, we do have the, the VoIP phone system that we can dial each other and talk. But honestly, we use a lot of instant messaging, uh, specifically with Google Hangouts and G Suite. We do a lot of team communications with the instant messaging. I get messages on my phone. We have group chats. Sometimes we do video conferencing. Google's just introduced a new upgraded Google messaging service that's supposed to be like Slack. We're starting to implement that now with the team, but it's it's a lot of instant messaging. So we, we don't use emails for communicating. We use a lot of instant messaging to communicate as a team. The other thing is, this is funny. <laughs> um, you said, how do I keep track of employees? We do have that constant communication, checking in with each other. I also have a Nest Cam in my lobby, and I have... <laughs> a Nest thermostat. So I know when people are cranking the thermostat too high or too low, and then I can see who's like, who's checking in in the office, who's like actually coming to work with my Nest Cam. So I do have that as well. John, do any of your employees work remotely or do they all come to the office every day? My support staff has, uh, they come to the office every day. And then my uh, senior attorney, she is a non-equity partner in my firm. She'll either work remotely or she will come into the office. And she, you know, we, Mojave County, which is my home county, there's like some, there's some different rural county, there's rural towns in that, that county. And she lives in like the neighboring town, Bullhead City, next to Kingman. So she works remotely. She doesn't have to take the 30, 40 minute drive over to the next town over where my office is at. And then we're also able to maintain virtual offices in other towns next to Mojave County, including the neighboring counties uh, as well. And then how do you monitor the cases themselves? Do you guys check in? Do the, do the attorneys report to you on the cases? How are you making sure that things aren't falling through the cracks in a particular case? Well, the way I have it set up is I get all of the court correspondence basically, and all the phone messages basically get forwarded to me and into to my email account. So I can kind of see what's going on in terms of how the cases are going. And we have a CRM. We use my case as our 
case management tool, and that allows me to we scan everything. I've been a paperless office since I basically started in private practice 12 years ago. So we can see what everybody else is doing on their cases when we, we use the CRM. Do you focus your time on building the practice in Arizona, or do you work on building the practice in Cincinnati, a little bit of both? What what do you focus on when it comes to building your practice? Or are you basically just saying, I'm going to work remotely from Cincinnati, and we're just going to focus on the practice in Arizona? How does that work? Well, I'm not licensed in Ohio. I am just licensed in Arizona. I do not practice law in Ohio. I don't uh, hold myself out as doing that. So I told my staff when I was moving that when I made the decision and, you know, before I even moved, it was about a year out, but I, the first step was to hire that associate. And I was very clear with her why I wanted to hire her and what my plans were, were going to be. But a lot of my support staff, I had to convince them to buy into the fact that, you know, their boss was leaving, was moving out of state. And I kind of told them, I said, look, Jimmy John does not work at Jimmy John's. You know, Jimmy John's has other workers. You know, this is going to be the Jimmy John's. <laughs> this law is going to be Jimmy John's. And Sean Hamp is not going to be in Kingman. And, you know, that was basically what I told them. And I told them, look, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to come back every few weeks and I'm going to do some criminal cases, uh, do some hearings, you know, basically. But now since my last court hearing was in January and now it's June, you know, it's been five months since I've ever appeared in court. And, um, you know, basically what I do full time now is I work on marketing. I work on intake and I work on administration of the office, and basically it's business development. And fortunately, that's the kind of stuff that I loved already doing. And it's that business development that's even given me the opportunity to live this lifestyle where I have the chance to live where I want to live, but have a business that's thriving and is is thriving on its own. So... You know, that's basically what I do is I do the intake, I do the marketing, I you know, I try to make, make sure that the, the phones ring, the leads are coming in. And I also learned a long time ago that, you know, people want to talk to a lawyer now and you can't talk to people if you're always stuck in court. You can't talk to potential clients if you're always in court. So now I'm the one that always gets back to those new clients gets on the phone with them, talk about the legal problem, and try to figure out if, if my firm is a good fit for them. And that's 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 huge, being able just to, just to talk to the people that are calling you. I'll have a number four turkey tom with light mayo, hot pep, and uh, <laughs> cucumbers and onions. Number uh, four with sprouts, yep, that's, too. That's, yeah. <laughs> so I am intrigued, Mr. Sean, by your business model. This is along the lines of what I've been talking about for a while of wanting to do. Of, I think that a lot of what you say makes sense as far as if you're focusing all your time working on cases, then you're not going to be able to bring in as much business. I think we limit ourselves by taking on too many cases and not having systems for giving up the work 
my question that sort of is intriguing me is, do you think it's easier to find new clients remotely in a small town as opposed to in a big city? You know, that's a great question. I would say the answer is yes. That's why I've kept my practice. You know, I have a competitive advantage, knock on wood, I have a competitive advantage because I am a big fish in a small pond. And I was swimming in that pond for personally for 16 years, but I'm still in that pond, even if it's remotely. You know, virtually, I'm there. You know, I know where the courthouse is. I can picture the courthouse steps in my head. I know all the judges. I worked with half of them when I was a prosecutor. You know, I know the system. I even know the neighboring counties where I market in. And I've intentionally chosen to keep this practice open because I know that I'm the big name in my county. I own <laughs> I own Northwest Arizona, folks. And, you know, I choose it that way. And I work hard to make sure I stay that way and I keep the attorneys from Phoenix. And you know who you are, Phoenix. <laughs> I work hard to keep those guys away out of my market because I own, I own my market, and that's why I'm still there. And um, I think it's an advantage, and I think I've always tried to stay ahead of my competition ever since I went out on my own. You know, I, I was the first in my county, my market, to have a website, you know, to be on social media, to be on Facebook, to blog regularly and doing that. So I'm sure it's way com more competitive in a bigger market, in a big city, but I try to do everything I can to just to maintain my edge and stay hungry and, and, and to run my practice. John, so whenever you open this new, or I guess you didn't really open a new office, but whenever you, you transitioned over to Cincinnati, I'm sure you made some mistakes. You probably made some really good decisions. What's the one thing, if you were going to talk to another attorney about doing the same thing that you're doing, what would you tell them to do? Well, I don't know if it depends on the practice area or not, but the one thing I do is, look, I can't be in court, right? I can't be physically there in court. I was lucky that I figured out which courts I could be by appearing by phone, and you know maybe that's going to change with the future. I don't know. I just focus on what I could do remotely, and then I empower the people that still had to be there I empowered them to do their job so that they could get, get the work done back in Arizona. Sean, let's say that you wanted to pick a whole new geographic area, let's say an adjacent corner or part of Arizona. What would, what would be your mindset going in and what would you sort of think about in sort of a step-by-step -step sequence? Well, I've done that. You know, my firm... I was doing very well, and I'll tell you what happened was about last October, back in uh, October of 2017, I had my website rebuilt by a law firm SEO website company, and they rebuilt my website, and they added a section for locations with this template for the website. They added locations thing. And I had I had some lo virtual offices, some other locations on my original website. But when I had this new company redo my website, they did the right 
technical things, the right schema, the right things for these locations to show up on the internet. And what I did was I, when I rebuilt my website, I did market to the neighboring counties into Yavapai County and La Paz County. La Paz County being on the, on the Colorado river, just South of my home County and Yavapai is East. That's, that's where Prescott and Sedona is and just South of the Grand Canyon. I went into those markets. I got some virtual offices in those locations. I went to Google. I claimed the business locations for those virtual offices. I had the, the phone number set up for them. I basically, I just added those locations to my website. And I also used, uh, made sure that those offices locations that they were put out there, that they were on Google, they were on other attorney directories, that I mentioned them, and that's been really key. And we we get a lot of we get a lot of cases from neighboring counties, and we figure out the logistics, and we and we handle those courts. So, Sean, you practice in what I would say is a very ego-driven uh, practice area. As someone that used to practice criminal defense, it is it is for the most part pretty ego-driven. And I'm actually not even talking from the attorney's perspective. I'm talking about from the client's perspective. They say, I want, in St. Louis, they want to say, I want Scott Rosenblum. That's who I want. You know, uh, So um, your website has your face on it, which it's you. You know, It's your name. How do you deal with the clients that want you? They want you in the courtroom. They want you to handle their case. How do you deal with that? Well, honestly, I don't take them on as clients. Is the answer. That's the short answer. I think in the beginning, if it was me, I would maybe have to charge for that, that privilege of having me. But honestly, Tyson, I'm, I'm being honest with you, and I've just kind of I've realized this is that, folks, you know, I tell them, like, look, thank you for calling my office. Thank you for telling me the problem. We would love to have you as a client. And this attorney on my staff is the one that's going to handle your case. I'm going to push back a little bit, okay? Okay. I mean, isn't it reasonable, though, for that person, when they come to your website, they see your picture, your name, to to expect you? Well, they get me. I mean, I call them back. I'm the one that calls them back. I'm the one that sends them the text. I'm the one that handles the client concerns if there's a problem during the representation. I'm the one that they can email. So they get me. They I mean, they get me from the beginning, and... I'm fortunate enough, I, I think that I've been smart enough to hire good attorneys that can handle the legal work, the day-to-day -day legal work. And if there's a problem, I can step in and, and help and help them. But I, I try to be clear with the clients that, you know, honestly, Tyson, I'm, I know you're pushing back, but I've been doing this long enough to know that folks are not going to I'm not going to lose business because it's going to get handed off to someone else. I mean, you've seen all the big the big names in those big cities. <laughs> I'm using air quotes. You see those big names in those big cities. Those attorneys aren't handling every case either, you know? And I know that maybe they have the reputation as being a TV lawyer or whatever, but being the big shot in those those markets. But what I'm doing is no different than some of those those personalities, some of those big names on the side of the of the bus. I mean, 
you know, the, those client, those people that call in those offices, they're not getting them every day at every court hearing, right? A lot of the good ones talk to them on the phone and sign them up as clients, I'm sure, but they're not going to get those same lawyers in court every day. And, you know, I just have a good staff and just try to build that expectation uh, from the beginning with them. John, I like how you stick to your guns and you sort of have a firm boundaries about what you're willing to do and what you're willing not to do. I think I could learn a lot from you on that front. So we're coming up against the end of the show. And for my last question is, where do you see yourself and your firm, say, three years from now? Well, that's a great question. And you know, what worries me the most is making sure that I get new attorneys to come and work in the practice and that they can buy into my firm culture and that they are going to be good attorneys first and that they're going to be good team members, you know, second. And, you know, right now my senior attorney, she's running for judge. You know, she has an election coming up this, this summer or primary. And if she wins, she's going to be leaving my office by the end of the year. And I think that's what keeps me up at night is, how am I going to replace her? You know, right now I have three attorneys doing criminal cases full time. She's my senior attorney. And I got lucky with my last associate that I hired. And that's what concerns me. So I'm hoping that, you know, we, I continue to grow smarter and I hope to keep adding staff. And I think ultimately it would be great if I could have attorneys and staff or attorneys that can do more of the intake. And then I could work on, you know, some higher level goals, as they say. Right now, I do all the intake myself. And sometimes that takes me away from some, some of the things that I want to do in my personal life or with my family. But, you know, making sure you, you got the right staff in, in, in place, I think that's, that's the biggest challenge that I have. And it's, you know, the reality is that, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have turnover in your staff. That's the biggest challenge I face. I love it. All right, Sean. So we're going to wrap it up. Hopefully you didn't think I was criticizing you. I was not. I just wanted to see how you reacted. I, th I thought you handled that really well. And there are people like uh, Craig Goldenfarb down in Florida does PI. We, his name's all over everything. And so he, he does a pretty effective job like you do of making sure that clients have the expectations set up right, right up front. But we do want to be respectful of your time, everyone else's time. So I want to remind everyone to go to the Facebook group. Those of you that are watching this are obviously on the Facebook group. But if you're not, make sure you join. Uh, go and join there. Also, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, if you will. We have 44 five-star reviews there, but I want to get some more. And actually, Jimmy, I want to read this. A few months ago, you talked about reading a couple of reviews. And this is one from Justin Trueblood that I thought was kind of funny. Love listening to this pod. Very informative and helpful to those running their own law firms. And this is part that's funny. J&T gets straight to the point, deliver gem after gem. Subscribe. So J&T, baby, that's, that's the new one. So, uh, Jimmy, what's your uh, hack of the week? Sounds like an old action movie with Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell, J&T. All right. So for my hack of the week, I stumbled across a book called Willpower Doesn't Work by Ben Hardy. Ben Hardy is the most published author on Medium.com. He has the, the most number of views and He's written this terrific little book. I'm listening to the audio version of it. And it's basically about how we need to spend a lot more time setting up our environment for success, whether that's for weight loss or for 
focus at work or any any sort of issue that we're struggling with, it's all about setting up the environment for success as opposed to trying to white knuckle our way through things. So I'm really enjoying the book. We'll put it in the show notes and also make sure I put it on the comments. All right, Sean, so you know the routine. What is your tip of the week? Well, I'm really excited uh, to give you my tip of the week. I want to do a tip. Well, I want to do a hack and a tip, if I may, because I've been looking forward to this moment. <laughs> so the hack, I found a really cool app the other week. Um, it is called Big View, B-I-G-V-U. It is an app. I think it's on iPhone, maybe Android. I'm not sure. But basically, it's really cool. It is a teleprompter video recorder. So you can do selfie cam videos, and you can just read the text on the front of your cam, and you can use the selfie camera on screen, and you can use the selfie cam to do videos. So I know that there's a lot of discussion in the group about doing more videos, and a lot of people are nervous, or maybe a lot of people are apprehensive about doing you know impromptu stuff. But I was looking at getting a teleprompter, and I came across that app, and I think it looked pretty cool. My tip that I want to tell folks, and it's kind of ironic even though I'm, I'm a virtual lawyer, but I think my tip is to focus on local search because everything these days is about above the fold on Google. Uh, it's on the being on map packs, being on mobile search. It's about getting reviews making sure your name, address, phone number are, are correctly, trying to work on the SEO that will get you top results in local search. I think traditional content, traditional content isn't dead, but it's changing. And I think uh, one good resource for people to learn about how to get their firm visible on local searches, I would recommend that they visit whitespark.ca. It's a Canadian company, so it's whitespark.ca. A lot of great tips, advice, and resources on how to get your business local visibility for local Google search. That's great advice. Really, really good advice. And I'm glad you gave more. You gave more value. That's awesome. So my tip of the week is actually another podcast, and I've been binging on it. I, I can't believe I'd never heard of it before. It's called Business Wars. I don't know if you all have ever heard of it, but it's really cool because what it, they, they do is they go through, I'm going to pull it up, just a variety of different companies that have really fought fought each other. Uh, they go through the Netflix versus Blockbuster versus HBO feud. They go over, go through Nike versus Adidas, and uh, the one I'm listening to now is Marvel versus DC. And it, there are a lot of great nuggets that you get out of these when it comes to changes in technology, running your firm the right way, listening to employees, a variety of things. And there's a lot of just great information. And it's not like they, they say, oh, you know, do this, do this, do this. But you're learning through the, the historical lessons of these companies. And so I think they're really, really good. And I've just been binging on them. They're like about 25 to 40 minutes each, and so they're not that long. So that's a really good one. But, Sean, thank you so much for coming on. I know that uh, Jim and I have been wanting to have you on for quite a while, so I'm, I'm glad you came on. Well, thanks for having me. It was great meeting you guys at MaxLawCon 18. I was so happy to be there. And thanks for letting me be part of the conversation and being part of the group. You bet, Sean. Glad you're here, buddy. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com.
Have a great week and catch you next time.